The Gaucho 9 podcast is proudly presented by Kyle's Kitchen. Kyle has been a proud supporter of the Gauchos over the last handful of years, and we want to thank him for his support. Please go out and see Kyle and visit any of the Kyle's Kitchen locations in Goleta and Santa Barbara. Get a burger, tack on some fries, maybe a salad and an adult beverage. Uh, please go enjoy Kyle's Kitchen. This episode of the Gauchanian Podcast also brought to you by UCSB Baseball Analytics. Visit them on Twitter at SB Baseball Data. And we will be joined by David and Spencer here momentarily. But uh, it's been a busy, chaotic week for myself. So I, I could only scratch out about a half hour to talk about uh, the wild card series and Bieber and Tate and Nelly. So. That's going to be all that's on this pod, just the MLB report, and we'll make our picks for the, the division series as well. Um, moving is uh, time-consuming, so I'm, I'm sure everybody out there who has uh, done a move understands just how much goes into it, and I am uh, learning that every step of the way. So we'll do the MLB report, and then next week we will have Virgil Vasquez on the podcast. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Virgil is a mainstay at the alumni game. He's coaching with the twins and he's doing a lot of biking. So that will be next week on the Gouch Nine pod. But for this week, uh, enjoy the MLB wrap. We'll wrap up the, uh, the three big leaguers, Bieber, Tate and Nelson. And we'll get our picks for the playoffs coming up. So uh, let's get to it. Here's the MLB report on this week's Gouch Nine podcast. It's one of the most beautiful views of any campus in America. The Pacific Ocean crashing against the shores of UC Santa Barbara every morning, noon, and night. There's the one strike pitching. Mitchell belts this to deep left. Cabrera is going to watch it fly. He strikes out the side for the second consecutive inning. And Armani belts it to deep center. Gauchos are going to Omaha. Can you believe it? Here's the 0-2 pitch. And a curveball is swung on him. And the score is two. Here comes Mitchell. He's going to score. And the Gauchos are the 2019 champions of the Midwest. All right, it's time for the MLB report with UCSB Baseball Analytics, David Tillotson and Spencer Stewart. We have made it through the wild card round. And unfortunately, all of the Gaucho big leaguers, their seasons have come to an end. Shane Bieber, well, we learned that he's human, remarkably. Um, what more can be said? I mean, it was his worst start of the year. It was something that I didn't foresee, we didn't foresee, and really any of the experts on television foresaw. Uh, but Shane struggled against the Yankees and... Uh, it's hard when you are down 2 nothing after your fourth pitch of the game. Aaron Judge, two-run homer in the first, and the Yankees did not look back. But we cannot sleep on the fact that Shane had a sensational year and is most likely going to win the Cy Young. But from my observations from that game, first postseason start, obviously some butterflies probably, and when the things when you don't catch any breaks – you know, in the first inning and you make some mistakes against a lineup like the Yankees, it's uh, probably not going to go well. And he did not catch any breaks, judged with a homer, and it was downhill from there. But what did you guys see 
out of Shane in his postseason start. Tilly? Yeah, I, I saw the Yankees take advantage of a few pitches that were left over the heart of the plate and in postseason baseball. That that's going to be the difference. Um, run, runs usually come at a premium, which some of the series we saw they didn't, and the Yankees were able to actually uh, put up ten on the Indians twice, which they had only allowed ten runs uh, seven times all year in the sixty-game season. So it was kind of uncharacteristic to see the Indians staff um, giving up runs like that. But uh, credit to the Yankees lineup; they they had a plan, a lot of experienced postseason players there. Um, and they were able to execute, and that's why they moved on to the next round. Yeah, it makes it tough when uh, you're not able to establish the fastball early, and that was something he definitely tried to do. And, you know, Judge caught him caught him with that one pitch, and as you had mentioned, it was a lot tougher from that point on for him. All of his pitches worked so well off of his fastball. Um, that climbed up to 96 this year, and and that's devastating when it's getting the amount of rise that, um, that he's putting on the ball. And when you got the curveball, change-up, cutter, slider, all playing off that fastball. It makes the job a lot easier, but it all relies on that fastball. And so he tried to uh, establish it early. And Philly, as you had mentioned, they took advantage of it and um, came much tougher for him in that outing. Yeah, and Bieber, you could just tell, like, he was messing up and Yankees were all over it. They were hunting fastball early, hitting it all over the yard, and – uh, it was it was tough to watch as a a Bieber fan, and you know we were really rooting for the Indians, uh, mostly because I mean it's Shane. I mean, class guy, really deserved better in his first postseason start, but he will be back with a chip on his shoulder next year. We know that for sure. Uh, but congratulations on a great year again. He won the AL Triple Crown. He had eight wins, 122 strikeouts, and a 1.63 ERA. Those were all tops in the big leagues. Uh, tied with eight wins with uh, who was a Darvish in the National League, but the AL Triple Crown, and he most likely won the Cy Young. We think that'll probably be released after the postseason, probably in November is when that is announced, and he will for sure get MVP votes, which is incredible coming from uh, a pitcher. And the Indians' ERA, so as a team. Second in the big leagues to the Dodgers. They were 3.29. Dodgers were 3.01. And Shane Bieber, a huge reason for the Cleveland Indians having a strong team ERA. <laughs> One thing to note, Spencer, Brad Hand. What happened? He was your guy. You, you were selling him high last week. Led the big leagues in save, saves. And uh, that was his first blown save of the, of the year in the, uh, in the elimination game. Well, he was 16 for 16 in the regular season. And uh, when you're put in positions that he was put in that are normally tight ball games, you begin to get a lot of those, you know, those big, big time moments. And, and you appreciate those kind of moments. Um, this in, in Beaver's game, he came or the excuse me, the third game. Second game, geez, uh, he came in and he just. Again, it was a tough moment for him. Um, I think the lack of postseason experience um, kind of bit him in the butt a little bit. Last year, they put up, what, 96 wins and didn't make the postseason. Um, they were a hell of a team last year, and I thought that they had a lot of that same momentum going into this postseason. Um, you know, with the expanded format, they were able to make it, and I think that ultimately it was uh, it was kind of just that postseason experience that really – 
that, that pushes a team to that next level. Um, I thought Brad Hand might do something similar to what Liam Hendricks did for the A's, um, coming in, throwing almost 50 pitches in game two, and then proceeding to close it out with the six fastest pitches he had thrown all year um, in game three of their series. Uh, Brad Hand just wasn't able to live up to that moment. But um, as you had mentioned, there's no doubt they're going to come back stronger the next year. They got an offseason to prepare, hopefully build the offense up a little bit. Um, their pitching doesn't need much help at all. It's just the offensive side for them. And they'll be back better than ever next year, no doubt. All right, let's do a quick wrap on Dylan Tate's season. Uh, Tilly, you want to run down Mr. Tate's accomplishments here in 2020? Yeah, I mean, we touched on it a little bit uh, a few weeks back. He got his first major league win in 2020, which is a huge accomplishment. Hopefully there are more to come. Um, it's kind of weird with him in the middle relief role to try and get wins. You have to just get the right situation. But some things that he can definitely continue on and he's improved upon from last year, uh, 3-2-4 ERA, a .840, so sub one whip, um, and then 14 strikeouts and only five walks. So uh, better than a two-to-one ratio in the strikeout-to-walk category. And then 12 appearances in 60 games. Um, you know, appearing in roughly 25% of the games is a, a big big accomplishment for a reliever, especially in that condensed season. You've got a lot of games stacked on top of each other, each other with doubleheaders and things like that. So good to see him get all these opportunities, and hopefully the Orioles can continue to trend in the right direction next year and Dylan can continue to get some opportunities. Yeah, not to mention that he was – injured to start the year he got hit in the arm in summer camp and missed the first handful games of the season so those 12 appearances in 60 games including some time uh not playing due to injury so big ups for dylan tate he's gonna be uh getting lots of punchies and lots of zeros in 2021 okay over to kyle nelson spencer what do you got um, well, we're not going to draw anything off of Kyle Nelson's statistics. He only had one appearance, um, quite an anomaly for what we know of Kyle. Um, but I, I think he's going to do well next year. He's going to get plenty of opportunity. There's no doubt. Um, they were just in a crunch time situation, uh, where they were fighting for a spot in the playoffs and putting a rookie pitcher in there is kind of difficult. Um, for any, any GM and, and big time situations are going to go with what they know. And that is the experience. Um, he'd been talked up all season long as the uh, he's got the best slider in their farm system. He's averaging just about 2850 RPM on his slider. Um, unbelievably devastating wiffle ball type action. Uh, I honestly, people are going to draw conclusions to him similar to what uh, the pitches that he throws similar to Sergio Romo. He's just a Sergio Romo from, from the left, uh, from the left side. Uh, four seamer is averaging just over 90 miles an hour slider at 82. Those two pitches themselves are absolutely devastating. Um, he'll, he'll do well next year, no doubt. Uh, hopefully he'll train even harder, be more motivated to get back out there. We'll see him hopefully sometime this fall if, if anything opens up, but um, just one appearance for him this year, plenty more to come next year. Yeah, we're looking forward to seeing all of them in Santa Barbara in the off season. And my goal, and I'm sure they will be up for it, is to get all three of them back on the pod to talk about their seasons uh, respectively. Probably all at once. I think it would be great to have them on all at once. So keep an eye out for that. 
in the upcoming months as we try and get those three guys on our the three gaucho big leaguers here in 2020. Okay, let's move on to the the games, the wild card series and the the division series. We made picks last week. We don't really have a name for this, but it doesn't need to have a name. But me and Spencer each got four of the eight series right, 50%, not great. And Tilly going strong, five out of eight. And uh, we all picked the Indians, and they lost. We all picked the Twins, and they lost. And I'm just I'm going to tip my cap and, and pat myself on the back because I was the only guy that picked the Braves. You guys were hyping up the Reds, and they didn't even score a run. No runs for the Reds, which was pretty shocking. But we did get a good start out of Bauer, as we anticipated. Uh, but pretty amazing that we didn't see any runs. And I'm sorry, Aiden Worshing, but Dodgers is too much for the Brew Crew. I'm sorry. But what were you guys' quick observations from the uh, the wild card series before we make our picks in the division series? Tilly? I mean – some crazy things. And after we recorded last week's episode, we were talking a little bit more about it. I mean, how about the twins have now lost 18 straight playoff games. So that's, you know, dating back to, I forget what year it was, but 18 games in a row consecutive. That streak has got to break sometime soon with the offense they have. Um, and then the Marlins staying undefeated seven and oh, uh, all time. I don't know if you mentioned that they they beat the Cubs um, in two games in that series, right? Made the Cubs uh, disappear pretty pretty easily. So I don't know. A lot of great baseball in that first round. Exciting new format to the playoffs um, has given us some new opportunities um, for things to happen. So just looking forward to watching the games unfold this week and the rest of the playoffs. Well, we were talking about it uh, right before we started recording, but. Um... It's kind of like a it's kind of like a weekend series, you know. You've got you've got three games, and you do everything you possibly can to get the uh, get the win in the series. Obviously, it's going to be a little bit, a lot bit different, just that it's the MLB playoffs. But it was kind of uh, those game threes; uh, those are all insane. The A's pulling out the win um, in a game where 16 total pitchers threw, and then the San Diego Padres getting that that game three win against the Cards with. Uh, nine pitchers in a game, uh, nine pitchers in nine innings. It's insane. Uh, the format now, uh, all the all the series are going to be five-game series. So it's, it's going to change up a little bit of the game plan. Um, you're not going to be able to do those bullpen days because you're likely going to need them for the next day. No breaks at all. Uh, so it's going to be a lot different now. But more baseball, looking forward to it. Well, yeah, one of the cool things was it was it was like a college baseball weekend series, or you play a series and then you got like a Monday game, and you're running on fumes with your pitchers. And that the A's game, the third game there, and then the third game with the Padres and the Cardinals, it's like it's stressful, long innings with runners on base where maybe nothing happens, but there's runners on base, and it's stressful. Or you just get all kinds of runs or, or just sloppy pitching here and there. Like it's kind of a smorgasbord of, of stuff that you don't really see very often at the big league level, at least in a, you know, high pressure game like we saw, but it was, it was kind of fun to watch, especially thinking about it in terms of, uh, of the college game and how it's played. And then the other thing that we get is 
in the division series, all four matchups are interdivisional. First time that's ever happened because of the new format. But we got Yankees, Rays, A's, Astros, Braves, Marlins, Dodgers, Padres. So it's it's kind of neat because in the wild card series, they played teams that they didn't see. Most of them didn't see during the regular season. And now you're going to play teams that you actually did see in the regular season. And this is when you bear down and it's like, okay, who's going to be the better team here? Because we've seen you already. Better team is going to win. So this will be fun to to work through. Um, so let's let's make our picks here. We'll start with the National League Dodgers Padres, which is going to be at Globe Life Field in Arlington. I'm going with the Dodgers. Tilly, I think I'm going to join you with the Dodgers there. Um, if the Padres hadn't had the the pitching injuries, or depending on if those players become eligible, I might feel differently as we get closer to that uh, starting first game. But I think with the pitching injuries, the Padres are just going to be a little overwhelmed. Um, that offense is electric, as we saw against the Cardinals being able to come back in games two and three uh, to win that series. But, yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick with the Dodgers for this one. <laughs> I guess we're all going with the Dodgers. Uh, I think the Dodgers are going to take it in four. San Diego Padres, they just don't have the starting pitching that that, that they need in order to uh, to beat the Dodgers in their offense, plus the experience going into it. San Diego Padres have been fighting for that playoff spot for a long while. They have that electric, electric offense. We saw it with um, Tatis and Machado kind of leading the way, going back-to-back homers. Um, that doesn't happen often in the postseason, and it was – even with no fans, it was incredible to see. Um, they're awesome, but Dodgers, I believe, are going to edge this one out. They just got too too good a pitching. Do we know if Clevenger and Lamette are going to be able to throw against the Dodgers? I do not know about Lamette. Um, the last I saw was this morning, um, Sunday morning the 4th, uh, that Clevenger was left off the roster. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah, so they'll be severely handicapped, especially against the team, which, as we mentioned, top ERA in the bigs, and they got, well, they got Mookie Betts, the Dodgers. So they're going to be a, a, a tough ask for the Padres, as thrilling as the Padres are. And it'll be cool to see them win because I've got a lot of friends in San Diego, and we're, we're hyping the Padres A's World Series. You know, the only team with with brown in their uniform and the only team with green in their uniform in the World Series. So I'm hoping for that. Uh, Okay, Padres Marlins. I I really want to take Miami. I really do because my uncle lives in Miami and we got this text thing going about a Marlins A's World Series, (laughs) which is still on the table. But I think the Braves are, are, are too good. They got Freed, they got Freeman, Acuna, like they're they're pretty legit. And that series will be at Minute Maid in Houston. Tilly, what's your pick? I think I'm gonna join you again with the Braves. The Braves have been knocking on the door for a little while in the NL, um, trying to make that push to the uh, NLCS. And I think this will be the year that they do it. Um, I love the Marlins, I love the kind of uh, nobody expects us to be here style that they play with, but um, I'm, I'm going to leave them with the Braves. 
for this series. I'm also going to take the Braves. Um, you got to tip your cap to the Marlins. Their Cinderella story, if you want to call it that. Um, I thought it was incredible, incredible to see Sixto uh, Sanchez head out, youngest pitcher ever, to start um, in a in a clinching game in a what would normally be a game seven, winner take all game, I should say. Um, but the Braves, they're just too good. I think the Braves will take it in four. Uh, as you had mentioned, Freeman, Ozuna, Acuna—they're all just—they're all too good. Okay, moving over to the American League. From Petco Park in San Diego, it will be the Tampa Bay Rays and the New York Yankees. I like the Yankees. I just—they got a lot of swagger, and. As much as I despise the Yankee teams of the early 2000s with the Jeters and the Tino Martinez's and the Hideki Matsui's and the Bernie Williams's and Mariano's, I kind of like this team. Uh, I like Judge. We, we watched him in college hit homers against the Gauchos. Uh, they just, they've got some cool character. And, of course, we want Tony Ortiz to be happy. <laughs> so I'm going to pick the Yankees. In this Dude, one. Really? Okay, Tilly. Oh, man. I, I'm with you that I, I like this Yankees team more than the Yankees of the past. Um, the Yankees that constantly broke my heart growing up as a Mariners fan. But I think I'm going to lean with pitching in this matchup. Glass now and Snell, those two guys, electric uh, in games one and two. So, uh, I like them coming out. They've got the postseason experience like the Yankees have, the Rays do, being in it last year, being in it seemingly year after year, uh, despite having a small payroll. Um, I don't know if they can swing it quite the same, but I, I just am going to go with my gut here and pick the Rays. All right, finally some parity. Good. Spencer? Um, this one is this one's a coin flip. It's um, it's going to be a very fun series to watch. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing both teams competing out there. Um, the Yankees' offense, unfortunately, looked really good against the Indians. Um, that was their strong suit of the weekend. They were just they were mashing balls left and right. Um, if they can keep that up, I think that they will take this one. Um, but that is if they can keep it up against the Rays' pitching staff. Uh, this season, the Rays took 8 of 10. The Yankees weren't as healthy in the regular season as they are now. Um, but I can't, I can't argue with that. I, I'm going to take the Rays. I think that they got to keep this, that kind of momentum going. They got to be confident going against these big Yankee lineups. Um, ultimately, they, they've, they've beat them. And they can do it again. But I think it's going to go to five games, and it's going to be, as I had mentioned, a very fun season or a very fun series. Did you just uh, make that pick? Did you convince yourself on the Rays while you were doing that breakdown? You let's, said say, it was a point let's say no. Let's <laughs> say no, no it's, it's a really close matchup, and I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, but I got to go with the Rays. You just you can't you can't go against history. All right. Well, just remember the. They're always afraid of them pinstripes. Okay, let's go to Dodger Stadium, the last series where the Oakland A's and the Houston Astros will be playing. 
we doubted the Astros in the wild card series. And I mean, I'm, I'm taking my A's all the way. As long as they're in it, I'm picking them. So I'm, I'm, I'm picking the A's. They went seven and three against Houston in the regular season. They're playing in California. Picking the A's. It's as simple as that. Tilly. Yeah, man. According to Carlos Correa, uh, everyone, you know, was against Houston in that first series. Um, an interesting thing we didn't really talk about too, the the Yankees and Rays had a little bit of uh, issues thrown at each other this year with some fastballs. Um, the Dodgers and the Padres had a little bit of sort of a battle going on for the, the new versus the old. And then you obviously had uh, the brawl that happened in Oakland between Houston and, um, and the A's. And so I think there's some great storylines going on here. I can't personally go with Houston. I'm with you. I'm with the A's. Uh, I, I just, I can't pick them. My heart won't let me do it. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to roll with the A's and, and we'll see, um, what happens. I feel like it's a, a bad omen to go against the Astros because that's exactly what they want. But the A's, the way that they looked in those last two games, um, after, after a really tough game one against Giolito, I thought they bounced back incredibly well. Um, and that's the kind of stuff that you need in a five game series. Um, there's going to be, there's going to be tough games. Uh, tough things thrown at you that you're just going to have to figure out a way to overcome. And the A's did a great job of that. Um, taking the A's in four. And I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, to watching the green and gold. Hopefully we can give the Bay Area some life after a tough, tough Niners loss tonight. But let's go A's. Hey, keep in mind – Let's see, I was the only guy that picked the Yankees. So that's the only bit of parody in these picks. So we are all like-minded most of the time. <laughs> Can I put a caveat on my Dodgers-Padres pick? Of course. If Clevenger and Lamette start and they both pitch at least five innings, I'll pick the Padres. Hmm, interesting. Okay. Spencer, do you have a caveat for anything? <laughs> Nope, not, <laughs> not changing it because if I change it, I'm just going to keep messing with my own head. So I'm going with what I got, I'm confident in it. Um, can't wait for more baseball. Well, the A's, hopefully they ex- as a fan speaking here, hopefully they exercise some demons with getting that thing off their back, finally winning a elimination game, first elimination win since 2006. So they may be off and running. That's what I'm hoping for as a fan. Well, that'll wrap up the MLB report. We got our picks in. We'll check in next week. David and Spencer, thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.